Okay, welcome to another episode of New Earth Medicine Podcast. This is episode eight, and I have with me Sarah Smick. She is in Southern California, SoCal, 40 years old, a professional hypnotist, combo practitioner, herbalist, musician, and mama. And yeah, I'm just really honored to have you here today. Thank you for saying yes to this conversation, Sarah. I am so excited for this conversation with you. (laughs) Okay, so just for a little bit of background and her story of how we met, it was 2017 in Oregon at an Infinite Source yoga teacher training. And you were the first person that ever introduced me to combo we were it was like the first day that we were there and um I remember we were all sitting in a circle and you started telling us about this thing called combo I just remember not having any idea what it was but being like yes absolutely have to do this um so Yeah. yeah I'm just really like so blessed to like had that experience and yeah to have this relationship still going with you so I'm still friends with so many of you ladies from that trip too. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was like a long lasting, like forged relationship. Yeah. And yeah, sound healing came through that. I mean, in so many ways and you brought music and song to us and Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. Which you're still doing all those things now, which is a lot about what I want to talk about today. Um, so why don't you share first your story about how you kind of started, whichever path, you know, kind of led, you know, you down the road first. Yeah. Um, well, I started on the medicine path in 2010, right after leaving a divorce. I was married for seven and a half years and it was <clears throat> a beautiful relationship. I actually look back on that relationship and I'm like, wow, that was such an easy, nice period of my life. And it was right before sort of like the shit hit the fan. Yeah. Um, and by design. And so I found, um, I first came to ayahuasca Mm -hmm. and that was in 2010. And so I've been on the medicine path for a long time and that really reawakened my music Within me, I'd always, you know, been a been a musician in a way, but um, not in that way. Not like being of service with music. Um, and then I had in 2016, I was living in Big Sur, and all of a sudden, I had this chronic back pain. That um, well, it wasn't chronic to start with, but all of a sudden I had this debilitating back pain that I was dealing with. And I actually have a brother that passed away when he was 20 because of back pain. And he was not able to, um, he didn't have any Western medicine, Western medicine was his tool. And Mm -hmm. so he was, you know, it, it, he was attacking the back pain with things like Oxycontin and morphine and, um, And long story short, that ended up leading to his death. And um, so I knew that I didn't want to, when I had the back pain come up, I knew I didn't want to go the Western medicine route and knew I needed to find something else. And I've 
always my whole life been super into detoxing and it's kind of been something that I've always turned to anytime there's anything wrong. Mm -hmm. And I had heard about the frog from the medicine community as a, a, something I might be interested in for its detox capabilities. And it's got a lot of different um, benefits to it. Detoxing is one of them, but I wasn't, I was doing other things. Like I was kind of doing the Gerson protocol for my back. And so I was doing coffee enemas and juicing and a really strict diet. I wasn't doing the supplement aspect of it, but I was doing everything else. And so I came to combo as a way to heal my back pain through the detox. But then when I looked into it, there was all these other benefits like um, that it helps with pain and inflammation. And I was like, oh my gosh, it was literally, they say that the frog starts calling you. Mm-hmm. And that was literally what happened. Like I remember being on top of the mountain that I lived in. And at the time I was living in a trailer and remembering this frog that other people had told me about. And I looked it up. I was like, what is it? It's a frog, it's detox. And I started looking up, you know, what this was. And um, I started looking at the fact that it helps with pain and inflammation. And I was like, oh my God, I need this medicine. Um, And my back pain was so bad. I couldn't even like brush my teeth or lean forward without having to like hold my head. Um, And so I actually had to move from Big Sur because of the back pain. I knew that it was going to be like kind of a full-time job for a while. And it was, it was like a year and a half adventure. Um, But I had to move back in with my parents and I knew I was going to be in Southern California. And so I was looking up combo practitioners and I came across who is still my dear friend who served me the first three rounds of combo. And she ended up doing my, my training as well. Um, And so I literally like hunted the frog down (laughs) (laughs) and I had my first treatment and it was so powerful for me that, and I didn't know about needing to do it three times within a lunar cycle and how important that was. So, um, I had the first session and I was talking with a girlfriend about it and she was like, I really feel like you need to do the three rounds within a month. And so I ended up doing an exchange. I did like a house blessing for her and some energy work for her in exchange for her paying for the other two sessions. And by the third session, I walked, I remember walking into Katie's house thinking like, I want to serve this medicine because Mm -hmm. it's everything. It's kind of a blend of everything that I was. I was a lifeguard for like three years and even went and got my EMT. So I had that like kind of nurse in me that like desire to take care of people in that way. Mm -hmm. Um, I was also a biology major in college. And so I loved to geek out on like the peptides and how they work and everything. And um, I was also on, I had been on the medicine path for a really long time. So I loved like the shamanic component of it because it is, it's a medicine that comes out of the jungle and um, you know, in the jungle, they, they just serve it very practically. Mm-hmm. Um, but I loved how Katie, my practitioner had served it where it was really in a ceremony and um, it was kind of just like everything that I wanted, you know, to do. And I, I, I saw myself serving other medicines 
eventually, but I was a little bit intimidated by those other medicines. Combo is like, I can do this and I want to do this and I need to do this. And so by the time I left after that third session, um, Katie had approached me. She's like, how would you feel about coming, becoming a combo practitioner? And I was like, I was going to ask you. (laughs) And she's like, I think you would be an amazing practitioner. So, um, I don't remember what month it was that I was served, but later that year, she did the training for just two of us, me and this one other woman. And, um, I just fell in love with the frog and yeah, have been serving it ever since. So that was kind of like, um, that was the combo aspect of it. And then right around the same time, that was in 2016 when I did my training and right around that same time, um, I was really getting into, because the, the back, one of the things that the back pain, um, did for me was it opened up my womb healing Mm -hmm. and I really started diving into womb healing. And, um, before we go further, do you want to talk about like, like what combo is, if this is the first time that people are hearing this word in the process of that, and then I want to go deeper into that, that conversation. Yeah. So it's a, it's basically a secretion from the frog. It's, it's sweat. Um, they used to think that it was a neurotoxin or, a, you know, a toxin of, of some kind, poison, venom. They used to not really know. Um, but actually there was a death with combo and, um, it was actually somebody who had come out of training and they went home and they were doing a self-treatment and they had too much water with not enough salt. So they, they ended up, the most dangerous thing with combo is, is really drinking too much water without salt in it. Um, and so that launched this whole research into the secretion, what's in it, what, why did this happen? Um, and through that, they found that it's really just this sweat that has all these peptides. And uh, the, there's a really, there's a lot, there's a few stories of how, these people in the jungle discovered how to work with this frog medicine in this particular way. And the most common one is that there was a curandera, a woman shaman who was praying for her people in an ayahuasca ceremony. And she was asking the medicine um, how she can help heal her people. Mm -hmm. And um, she taught this woman how to use exactly how to use the frog. So that's the story of, of how, you know, how they learned how to work with it. Cause it's a strange thing. You make blisters on the skin <laughs> and you take this wet from the frog and you get it wet and you crush it up and you mash it up. And then you put it over the openings that we call gates. Um, and then it's this, it's this gateway into the lymphatic system of the body, which kind of works like, it's like the body's wind. So it moves in really quickly and it's twofold. It, it causes this chain reaction in the body that gets your body to purge. And it can purge in the way of vomit. It can purge in the way of diarrhea. It can be sweat. It can be shaking. It can be emotional. It can be weakness. Um, all these different ways that the body purges. Um, so it's got the detox component and it actually gets your body because you're fast for 10 hours before and then you drink a liter and a half of water 15 minutes before the medicine is applied. So um, you don't have anything in your stomach. The water helps the purge come out too, kind of like lubricates the purge. And then you also have these peptides that are doing this very specific 
um, that are causing the specific chain reaction to happen in the body in order to get your body to like burp up its toxins. And in particular, you usually end up purging bile and gall, um, almost always bile, um, sometimes the gall as well. And sometimes you don't purge, but I've, I've maybe only had one client and I've probably served the medicine I don't even know, like over 400 times at this point. And I've only had one person not purge. So usually you have the purge, the detox in that way, but then you also have all these peptides and there's 139 peptides in the medicine itself, only nine that they know of. And they do all kinds of things like there's deltorphin, which works on inflammation, dermorphin, which works on pain. There's peptides in the Savagine family, which help builds collagen. So it helps with like scarring um, and just your skin. Like we, we laugh and joke and call the medicine Frotox. (laughs) It literally makes you look like you've had Botox because your skin is just like uh, plump and dewy for, you know, several weeks afterwards, depending on how quickly you put toxins back in basically. And, and you can use the gates and place them at different meridian points on the body for different things. Yeah. Yeah. There's different, I mean, you're going to get the medicine no matter what, mm-hmm. but I like to align the placement of the medicine with intention. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes I'll do like a chakra treatment. Um, and that is working on the spine. Um, the medicine can go anywhere except for the, the head, the hands and the feet hands and feet is probably just because it's so far away from the body. Um, and then obviously the face, you wouldn't want to do it on the face because it's just super intense. Yeah. Um, but anywhere else you can put it on the body. So I'll do a chakra treatment on the, on the spine. So if somebody's, for instance, dealing with like self-worth issues, I'll treat the back of the solar plexus, heart issues, back of the heart chakra. Um, but you can also work with meridians and you can work with specific points. Like I like to work a lot with, um, I like to purge anger and frustration a lot. Mm-hmm. So I like to work with the liver meridian in particular. Yeah. And uh, sometimes if I'm working with letting go of grief, I'll work with the lung meridian. Um, sometimes I'll work with the heart just because there's peptides in the medicine. Um, you can feel it during the experience too. Like your heart rate increases and then it decreases and you can feel what the peptides are doing. Um, but they also help with those specific, you know, systems in the bodies. Like it really helps with cardiovascular and circulatory system. Yeah. Um, so there's all these peptides in the medicine too. So you get the detox, but you also get the peptides. Um, and in general, you know, I came to combo first, for its ability to help with pain. But the biggest thing that I notice with the medicine is that it's like a reset for your nervous system. Mm-hmm. Um, it, 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 I've heard people say that combo takes the fight out of you. And that's such a great analogy because it literally takes the anger and the frustration out of you, but it also just makes you so calm and clear and grounded, mm-hmm. but also gives you access to all of this energy, but in a really sustainable way. It's not like, you know, it's not like taking an energy drink where you get this energy and then when it's out, it's out. It's like this sustained energy that you have. So people that have problems sleeping will get right to sleep. People who, um, you know, 
are too lethargic, they'll have more energy. So it's kind of like this medicine that comes in and it just balances you in all ways. Um, so yeah. it also gives you, it also gives you a lot of clarity and focus. So you have this energy, but you also, it's, it's, it's a, it's a potent medicine. So it helps you with your own potency. So it helps you to know where to put your energy and where not to put your energy. And I also like to say about combo is, you know, other like psychedelics and other plant medicines will help you deal with your, your stuff, but it's almost like it opens up this backpack that you have on your, the spiritual heavy backpack that you're carrying mm -hmm. and it opens each thing and it like, it pulls it out and looks at it and it's like, Hey, do you want to look at this? Okay. Let's look at this. And it kind of like, is this co-creation? Whereas the frog just goes in and it rips the backpack off of you and empties it out and then sticks it back on you. And then you don't really, and it happens so fast. It's like a 20 minute experience and it puts the backpack back on you. And you really don't know until like the next few days to weeks afterwards, what was in that backpack. And it's because you go to have that conversation with the per, you know, your mom or your coworker that triggers you and you're not triggered anymore. And you're just like, whoa, I used to get super triggered when, you know, when this would happen. And now I'm just like totally able to see that like that's their own stuff and it doesn't affect me or whatever it is, you know, yeah. you just don't have that same weight anymore. Yeah. So it's, that. it's a beautiful medicine that way. It's like an, it's like a, get her done kind of medicine, you know, it just like gets in there and it does what needs to be done without having a conversation with you. And you're left in the aftermath with the benefits of, you know, yeah. of, of no longer carrying around whatever it is. And to me, just like the difference between like some of the medicines that are more psychedelic, not that combo cannot, like it can be psychedelic in the moment, but it's not inherently like psychedelic, like ayahuasca, like it's not going to change yeah. your consciousness in that. So it can feel a totally. lot more, um, safe and accessible to people who like would never mm -hmm. approach something like ayahuasca or mushrooms yeah. or anything like that, that it's not going to have that psychedelic component. Although, I mean, there, there can be that like shamanistic layer, of course, like, yeah. you know, but it's not, Absolutely. so I love too, that there's just like, it's that it's a bridge, you know, to that yeah. world of healing, you know, that totally. plant. It's not and, a fun medicine at all. Yeah. It's not fun. People come back to it again and again because of the benefits, not because how fun it is. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's talk about the sound aspect because that was, um, one thing that really stuck out to me when like in my personal journey that you know like when I was in ceremony with you that mm -hmm. um it's it's one of the things that you offer that's so like it it's a bridge through the rough patches yeah and yeah so just anything that you want to offer um people were asking questions kind of about sound healing and do different sounds have different healing qualities so anything that you want to offer about sound healing either through combo or not but um that was yeah. the first time like I had access to your your voice yeah, yeah. well 
there was a really beautiful analogy that was um, that we always talked about in my medicine church that I I just love for why we why we use sound and why we use songs in particular in medicine work. Um, and the songs are like a tether. Mm-hmm. So when you're, when you're in an experience, whether it's a psychedelic or a combo and it's rough or hard, um, it could be hard in the sense of like, you have no idea if you're going to like shit your pants or puke or what's going to happen next, like scary hard, or it could be like, you're working through something hard. Um, it really helps to have a tether and an anchor and the music can be that for you. So in those moments when you're just like, all I can do is breathe right now, you can listen to the music and hold on to that music. And as long as you can hear the music and hold on to it, like a, like for dear life, mm-hmm. then, um, and that's, that's actually what Icaros means. And that's the, that's the, that's the songs that we sing in medicine work, uh, particular ayahuasca, but combo is in the same, you know, it comes from the same area is that um, it, it means breath of life. So mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's like a tether for life. And so they serve in that function, but they also certain songs will bring up certain things. And there's really kind of an art to doing sound healing Um, especially with medicine work, because there are certain times where you're, you know, like I typically start off with a rattle and Mm -hmm. it's meant to be jarring. And I specifically will rattle all around somebody's head to kind of discombobulate them because it kind of like dislodges the purge. Um, But then after that, it's really nice to have a soothing song. Mm -hmm. Um, And then in other times, like, um, there are really important parts of ceremony where you want to have something that's more eerie mm-hmm. or like you'll sing a certain note on a certain scale and then you'll slide off scale and there will be this like off note and that off note it's kind of like this like surprise back door and that's kind of what all these things all like that's what hypnosis and a lot of these things do is it's kind of like it kind of finds these back doors in our subconscious so that we can get an in and bypass the ego and really get in there and be able to do some some heavy lifting mm-hmm. so the certain you know musical instruments and songs specifically and then there's songs that have certain purposes like um like an ikaro will will typically be calling in like certain plants and spirits and animal spirits and that kind of thing that are really bringing those energies into the room as part of the ceremony. It's kind of like you're, if you're singing in Ikaro, it's, and there's a visual that goes along with it. It's kind of like you're inviting all these characters, all these plant spirits and animal spirits and guides and, you know, the, the spirit of the sun and the spirit of the moon and all of that. You're inviting that into the space to be a part of it. Um, and then there's other songs that are about the waters and, uh, you know, or there, you know, the, the, the certain songs that are sang at certain times really just are channeled and they're for that person mm-hmm. or for somebody in ceremony. 
and they're serving a purpose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember, um, when we were together and we were like in ceremony and you started, um, singing the Icarus and you were calling in our mother, like our motherhood, mm-hmm. like our mother's lineage. Yep. And that mm-hmm. was so powerful because like, it's just that breath of life, like breathing life into like, you know, our mm-hmm. mothers and that's like, it really called in their spirits. Um, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And, and so much of that, and, you know, like you offered sound healing during like our Yoni steams and like so much of this mm-hmm. is connected back to that, to that womb healing journey you were talking yeah. about. And, you know, so much of my own personal like womb healing journey started with you, like, and you, you recognize that too, like when we were together and spoke to that. Um, mm-hmm. but it was really after, um, our time together that like I started first having like my first pain free like um bleeds and like offering yeah. blood to the earth and just like coming into ceremony with that whole process and I think um now more than ever especially post pandemic um you know women's cycles and womb healing is an all-time like need for healing totally. so anything that you and wanted to continue to share about that Yeah, I was just going to add to that is that um, I've heard and I wholeheartedly believe that pain in your cycle is a cry for ceremony. Mm -hmm. And there's a beautiful moon launch prophecy that says, I don't remember the exact words, but it's essentially when the women of the world begin offering the blood of life, right? Because our womb blood is the blood of life. It has the potential to nurture a life for 10 months. Mm-hmm. Um, then the men of the world, when, when the women of the world offer the blood of life back to the earth, the men of the world will no longer have to offer the blood of war. Mm-hmm. And I love that. And when we, when we offer our blood back to the earth, instead of just dumping it down the toilet or putting it in the trash, um, it's such a powerful thing because it re-imprints mother earth with the divine feminine energy. And it also lets her know where you are and how you are and what you're releasing and what you're praying for. So mm-hmm. it's, it's one of the most powerful thing. Yeah. Yeah. And your plants love it. <laughs> All the stem cells. <laughs> yeah, totally. It's a really incredible face mask as well, but mm-hmm. you have to catch the really bright part of it. Yeah. Yeah so powerful yeah and um yeah there's just there's there's so much there we could (laughs) go down um (laughs) but yeah it was that was part of my um, intention with combo with you was doing it on the liver Mm -hmm. because I was healed like that's what my mom died of was colon cancer and liver so that's like what I was oh. purging. And then we did the Icaros yeah. and then it was just, uh, it felt like very, like I was healing that mother lineage. And then that's when, you know, Asher came in soon after. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, I kind of got to follow your motherhood journey and, mm-hmm. um, what is their, what is Phoenix? What is their birth dates apart? Do you know when's his, when's his birthday? Phoenix is February 21st. Okay. 2018. Yeah. So they're almost a year. Cause he's Asher's February 10th, 2019. So they're almost okay. a year apart. 
Yeah. Because I was pregnant on that trip. Yes. Yes. I think I was like 13 weeks or something like that. Yes. And I remember doing a a headstand being very pregnant. (laughs) Yeah. And I remember being so impressed because you were pregnant sleeping on the ground in a tent. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah. but um but yeah so I remember kind of um you know watching your journey on social media with motherhood and just really being naive and wondering like because you're you're being pretty honest about like the ups and the downs with it in a Mm -hmm. way that other people hadn't been and I was really I wasn't triggered but I was just like you know she needs to toughen up like it's not that hard uh-huh. You know, <laughs> and then I went through it and I was like, wow, that was like so critical of me. And like, I had like no idea, mm-hmm. no idea. And, um, yeah. And, and, and then once, you know, you approach motherhood a certain way in, in the way that it actually is mm-hmm. <laughs> and not bypassing ourselves and, um, lack of support and community, Mm-hmm. And just just how we're forced to be mothers in today's society kind of um there there really is a, a lot of women you know choosing to mother the way we are um mm-hmm. but yeah which the way that you and I parent is is more challenging it takes longer um you know we don't you and I don't parent with fear like it's mm-hmm. so easy to just like that would be the easy way, right? Just make your kids scared of you so that they obey. And then, you know, no big deal, but, and then it just, it's just not the way that I wanted to parent. And I knew that from the beginning. Um, and my little guy is also, he's very smart, which means that, you know, kids, when they're very smart, when they're highly intelligent, they are learning about the world through their bodies and through testing boundaries and pushing and all of those, those things. So it's, it's, um, it's a whole other level to like be that authority and, and let them push back against you. And, and then I also, you know, was a single mother too. So Mm -hmm. am a single mother. So Mm -hmm. that's a whole other level too, because this is not designed. I really think that motherhood is not designed to be done even with a couple. I think it's designed to be done with a, you know, a whole tribe behind you so that there's, there's slack here and there that you can go take a break. And and as a single mother, you just cannot do that. And it's Mm -hmm. really challenging, Mm -hmm. but yeah, it takes, it takes a lot more work to do it the way that we have chosen to do it, which is, you know, more the gentle parenting, the peaceful parenting route, as opposed to just ruling with fear. Mm-hmm. And these tools too, that like weaving in your practices to help you have the nervous system to be able to handle parenting that way. Cause I think also um, the lack of kind of information out there about parenting in this style, because it's fairly new. Mm-hmm. And also because most people don't have the bandwidth themselves to handle it. And like we, that's something that like we work on every, you know, sometimes moment to moment and every day, yeah. you yeah. know, um, 
So I think I love, you know, that you were sharing about the, the song about it being a tether because it's like, while it's also like beautiful to have that during ceremony, but like that also translates to like our life because like our life becomes those moments that are hard or, you know, it's, it translates out of that container, just like into our everyday life to where you've woven song into Phoenix's life and into your everyday. Oh yeah. It's so cool to watch too, because he is such a little musician. Like he loves to beatbox and he loves to dance. Um, He's obsessed with Michael Jackson, actually. He'll just watch Michael Jackson over and over again. Um, And he'll make up songs about like what is going on in his life in that moment. And I love Mm -hmm. it because I'm like, okay, I processing thing. (laughs) Yeah. 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 It's such a beautiful way to process. So do you want to share any tips about how people can begin to like integrate sound healing or combo into their life? Like if they're hearing this and now they're like, okay, the frog is calling to me now. This is my sign. (laughs) Where do I start? Well, it's really important to have a really great practitioner. Mm -hmm. And, um, IAKP is a really great resource and you can go to IAKP.org and you can look for a local practitioner, but you do want somebody who's been trained in the IAKP way because they, it's kind of like yoga Alliance for yoga, where they really make sure that you, um, you have a standard of knowing Mm -hmm. and they keep up to date on everything too. So, um, little things like, uh, you know, now there's Bufo is a a popular medicine now too. And they discovered recently that you can't have Bufo. Bufo is a toad, a Sonoran desert toad. And it's a very different experience. It's the five MEO, you know, DMT experience. You can't have combo six weeks after you've had Bufo because it will reawaken that experience. And so that's like a new bit of information that we, you know, nobody really was doing Bufo, you know, 10 years ago. So, or they were, but it was just not as, not as known. Yeah. So it's important to have a good practitioner. Um, and, you know, as always set and setting is very important as well. Um, the only thing that I do differently than IAKP, I did their actual, their training. Um, but I do things differently. I, you know, I'm, I'm my own person and they actually don't like you to have, um, like songs throughout it. And I don't do it that way. I full on do songs throughout the whole thing. Yes. <laughs> um, so find a, find a good practitioner, a local practitioner in your area. Um, and then what else did you ask about the sound healing? Yeah. Just like How if people are, healing? you know, interested in like connecting to sound in their life for healing, you know, as like a tether, even if they're not like in ceremony. Yeah. Um, gosh, I don't know. Cause it's, it's so specific to like your preference of, Mm -hmm. you know, what kind of music, Mm -hmm. um, I would, I mean, there's so much there's so many sound healings out there that you can just listen to at, in the privacy of your own home. Mm-hmm. Um, but there, there is your stuff online. Like, are you, yeah, I have some stuff on SoundCloud. Yeah. Okay. So, um, and I'm, I'm in the process of uploading a ton more music. 
Um, Is it something I can link after this? Yeah, totally. Totally. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, do you want to talk, talk about hypnotherapy at all? Do you want to get down into that? We have about 15, 20 more minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I came to hypnotherapy actually, because I'd done it a few times. I did, um, Lacey Peterson's, uh, to be magnetic program. And so I did a couple of her courses on like inner shadow work and that kind of thing. And that's kind of a blend of like journal work and hypnosis. Um, and I loved that, but then I also have been through narcissistic abuse. And so out of a dire need, three years ago when I was like losing my mind, um, I found uh, this other woman who has a whole program called NARP, Narcissistic Abuse Research uh, Recovery Program. And um, she kind of does the same thing. It's, it's like hypnosis that helps you to move the trauma out of your body with specific aspects of narcissistic abuse. So that's how I came to it. Um, and then I was really looking for a way to be able to reach more people and, uh, and find those back doors and, and help them to heal. And um, so I ended up doing um, Erica Flint's program and it's, it's called Five Path, stands for Phases of Advanced Transformational Healing. Mm-hmm. And um, it's not like your one and done hypnosis. It's a very deep journey. And so you pick like with hypnosis, you want to pick something very specific. You want to get really focused and then you pick a very, you know, you, whatever you're working on, whether it's weight loss or narcissistic abuse or quitting smoking or whatever it is. Um, and then it's usually five or six sessions. And I take people through very specific focused aspects in a very specific order so that they can um, really look at a particular topic from all different angles and really heal. So we start with like instilling faith and hope and trust in that person that you can do this. Mm-hmm. And here's what it looks like. Here's what it's going to look like. If you keep, you know, if you, um, take the high road, which takes work, a little bit of work in the beginning, but eventually it's, it's, you know, becomes easy. Or if you take the low road, which is like, just do nothing and just keep doing your same thing. Right. And then, and then I take them through and I help remove the erroneous thoughts, beliefs, and patterns that are there and then reinform that person's, uh, you know, all throughout at each age that they experience that particular trauma. Um, and then we go and we do forgiveness work, forgiveness first of other people, and then forgiveness of the self. So it's like this journey that I take people through. Mm-hmm. Is and that something really that you thorough. can offer like through like Zoom or like a call? It's all done through Zoom. Okay. Yeah. It's interesting because they had already started doing it through Zoom. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the pandemic happened and they're like, well, well, now we have to do this kind of work through Zoom. And it's great because then I can help people all over the world. I don't have to, it's not dependent on them coming into my office. Yeah. It's also really nice to do hypnosis in the privacy of your own home. Yeah. Because hypnosis is essentially, it's essentially focus. Yeah. It's really all it is. And you, it's about softening everything else so that you can just get really clear and focused on one thing in particular. Um, well, and it's so, so needed. 
It's so needed. Yeah, it's so needed. And then I also supplement the work that I do with people. I also teach them seventh path self-hypnosis, which is essentially similar to the five path journey that we take, but it goes way beyond just the five steps that we, that we go through. Um, and it ends up getting way, you know, it, it ends up becoming really spiritual as mm -hmm. you go on. So you receive these recognitions in short and then in long form to make them deeper. Um, and it kind of works like a mantra um, where you, you repeat this particular phrase and then it brings up something we call like an echo. And then you go back to the mantra and you say it again and you, you say it for a certain period of time and you do this, this self-hypnosis with yourself upon waking. And then it's really nice to do it like when you get home from the day and you're transitioning into that like evening time and then you can do it going to bed. Mm -hmm. um, and it's a really, really powerful exercise because it, it like, it keeps doing that work. It catalyzes the work that I do with, with each client while we're working together. But then it actually takes me 11 weeks to give the, the person all the recognitions. And so they get to just keep doing it and, and keep, you know, working on other topics as well, because different things will come up. Yeah. It's a really powerful supplement as well. It sounds so similar to like a lot of the practices that we do in Kundalini yoga, because it's basically uh -huh. like programming the subconscious mind. Yeah, absolutely. Especially that before bed and like when the thyroid dips in the afternoon. And uh -huh. yeah, I mean, this is like known as, you know, like um, the cold era because just the amount of information that we're flooded with on a daily basis, like the cold mm -hmm. depression. So it's having that ability to focus is mm -hmm. almost priceless today. If we're going to have any chance at healing. Yeah. Because otherwise the system just stays so overwhelmed with what we should be focusing on between like what's going on with the world and responsibilities and families and all the different hats we wear. It's like, it's just such a precious gift. Yeah, absolutely. I'm glad I didn't know. I didn't know all that, that that's what, how that process went. So mm -hmm. very cool. Well, okay. So I'll, I'll link all of your information at the okay. end and, um, and then just last thing, if you wanted to touch on, um, you know, herbalism and plants or anything that you're like working, or if you want to tie it all, how it comes together for you or just anything else you want to share. Yeah. Um, so herbalism and, and the way I approach it is kind of also a blend of everything that I've done. I particularly work with the plants that grow around me. I like mm -hmm. to work with beets. Mm -hmm. invasive plants and California native plants, but, um, it really came from this desire to, uh, know, I mean, I was a biology major in college, so I understood, um, plants from that perspective of like what grows where and what insects and animals it works with. I'm sorry if you can hear Phoenix in the background. I can't. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> He's like bothering away in the background. Um, but it came from the desire like to, to take that knowledge mm -hmm. and to also blend it with um, 
I was actually going to become an Iowa Scarin. I was going, I was like ready and so, so ready to go to the jungle and study the Amazonian plants. And one of the ministers in my church just said, what about studying the plants that grow around you? You know, not enough people really know that. And I think it's really silly that we turn to all these like superfoods and things that come from far off lands when we have all this medicine growing around us. And it just hit me like a ton of bricks. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I originally started making yoni steams for women. That's how it started. And then um, I, I was- actually got pregnant after yeah. yoni steams. Yeah. Yoni steams are so powerful. And then, um, and then I became a mom. And as I was pregnant, I wanted to, I just had this desire to like learn the plants around me and not only like their spirit, but the medicine and already having the background of like the ecological, you know, knowledge. Um, and I wanted to also start making my own things because I don't like all the chemicals that are in products mm -hmm. out there. So I was really looking to just make my own things and then make a little excess. And it just kind of grew from there. So then I started making things for pregnancy and then I became a mom and then it became sort of like, um, like a California chaparral medicine cabinet for like moms who have to take care of not only themselves, but their kids and oftentimes their family. And so um, it's just kind of expanded from there. And each year I kind of make a point to learn a new, um, tool, like learning how to make an elixir and learning how to make a decoction and learning how to make a, you know, tea, oh, like yeah. each thing is a whole new art. Um, and so I've been, I like to call it slow herbalism because I never went and took, I never went and paid like $6,000 for an herbalism course Although I would actually, at this point, I would love to do something like that. Yeah. But I really wanted to take my time with them. And, and like, like yarrow, for instance, like I wanted to meet that plant in the wild for a year before I finally met it. And when I met it, it was like, oh my God, this is yarrow. And I just like was freaking out and so excited because I felt like I had really put in the time. Uh -huh. to develop that relationship with that plant. And yeah. then it like revealed itself to me. And it's like, I'm ready for you to start working with me. Yeah. And, and that's the way it's been with, with several plants. Yeah. So, and I mean, now it eats. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just, it's to me, like the same way that combo was with you. That's how the plants are too. Uh -huh. Like they'll yeah. start calling to you in little ways and it may be a year before you get to work with it or, or it could be like very quick or could be the very thing that you need to like heal whatever you've got like going on at the moment. Yeah. I don't believe in this, this world where we're like, I want to become an herbalist tomorrow. I'm going to sign up and take this course. And then I'm going to be an herbalist. I don't believe in that. I believe that we should, we should let things come to us and and really take our time with it and really mm -hmm. give it the due diligence mm -hmm. that it that it deserves and at a time like i have been feeling the call to take sort of uh, you know like a like a clinical herbologist you know course or something like that but like but that's your journey with it yeah, yeah that's my journey with it where i wanted to like i wanted to take my time with it yeah 
Yeah. And like, for some people listening, this may be like the, the start of that call to like walk down that path, you know, of plants, because it's, we're, we're in a time where this is the people's medicine, like plants, like Mm -hmm. this, this knowledge, like, isn't, you know, it's like, there's so many gatekeepers and especially in the social media world, um, Mm -hmm. of herbalism, (laughs) it can look such a certain way, but it's really like what people have been doing for thousands and thousands of years. And it's everybody's, it's everybody's knowledge. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I just, I love that. I've really been feeling called to, um, start learning the plants. We recently moved to Pensacola, Florida around Florida. Oh, you did? Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Yeah. It's been, we've been here since the end of March. Okay. So yeah, I haven't like, I've started like, you know, researching little plants that are talking to me, but I haven't harvested anything. I bet there's so much in Florida. So much. Yeah. Yeah. And I haven't harvested anything back in Mississippi. Like we still have the land. Um, but it's kind of just like permaculture style, all the plants that we yeah, just grown well, but I haven't harvested. So I'm like in this weird space, um, of just kind of feeling like pause, like getting like with baby. Like, yeah, totally. How so, far along are you now? 23 weeks and okay. like two days. Yeah. So, but this is, you know, second time around. So it's like my body remembers mm-hmm. and is doing things a lot quicker. And like, I'm more aware of the process this time because I've already been through it. So it's yeah. just, it's really interesting the second time around. Um, you know, I said one and done because it was so hard with Asher. Mm-hmm. Um, but this baby like started coming through in September of last year. Yeah. And just decided to say, yeah, this baby's going to be totally different than Asher. Yeah. Totally yeah. different. Yeah. I, I mean, think some lot- kids are just easy. You yeah. Know? That's what, that's what this baby is going to be. <laughs> <laughs> Good. I hope so. Well, you know, yes and no. I hope this baby's going to be exactly what it's going to be because like, yeah, the hardest kids are also like so smart and so magical at the same time. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I don't know how to describe it. It's it's almost like when you're like you're like taming this wild magical you know creature and it's a lot in the beginning, right? Yes, but it is like in later it, on. Like we we wouldn't trade it cuz we get to be witness to the magic that they are and that they yeah. are going to continue to be. So yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a wild rod. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, speaking of, I'm going to let you get back to your little one. It's been Thank such you. a pleasure. I want to, um, where can people find you online and on social media? Yeah. So I have a website, um, ceremony.com. It's my name, um, S-E-R-R-A-M-O-N-Y. And I also have an Instagram account, um, ceremony underscore love. I also have an account for my herbalism, which is Prima Materia Apothecary, all one word. And when you tell us what that means, I always love it. And I want people. Yeah. Yeah. Prima Materia. 
it's actually something I got out of the, um, the Magdalene manuscript, which is mm-hmm. one of my all-time favorite books by Judy mm-hmm. Zion and Tom Kenyon. And um, it means first matter. Mm-hmm. So it's kind to me, it's kind of like this call to come back to like the origins and how we used to do things and uh, like the raw materials of life. Um, yeah. And I have an Etsy account and that is linked in the uh, bio of that, of that Instagram account. And then I also have a combo page and that's uh, combo K-A-M-B-O underscore medicina. Um, and I try to post as often as I can as a single <laughs> mother. I try to uh, you know, share inspiring quotes and fun reels and information and things like that. You do um, an amazing job. Thank you. <laughs> Try. <laughs> and you've got an upcoming retreat or is that already yeah, kind of going the retreat, is... the retreat um, is, is being postponed. Okay. Um, the location kind of fell through okay. um, at the last minute. The guy who's running the retreat center, it's long story short, is not very good at managing um, events. And he had okay. a personal event that ended up being right on top of the retreat. Um, but we're going to be doing it and it will be, um, a women's retreat to start with. And we basically just want women to come and luxuriate in herbs. We want them to be like eating wild herbs, bathing in them, um, face masks, yoni steams, um, earth-based practices like earthing, uh, meditation, um, breath work somatic release ecstatic dance all that kind of stuff is going to be going to be offering combo not for this retreat okay um yeah i wanted it to be more just like i'm just picturing women coming and just being like totally decadent with nature mm. that was sort of like the plan so i don't okay. want to put anything harsh in it yes i just want them to leave just being like list out yeah yeah Yeah. beautiful yeah I know that there's you know people that will listen that you know may feel called so yeah I'll post I'll link everything and whenever you know y'all get new dates for that we'll share that too perfect yeah we are definitely doing it we have it planned we just need to find a new amazing location Yay. Well, thank you for the amazing conversation and information and taking the time. Thank you. This is so much fun. Yes. (laughs) All right. Well, I love you and I will talk to you soon. Okay. I love you too, Anna. Bye. (laughs) Bye.